Welcome to the Statler Financial Radio Show with Philip Statler. Have a question for the show or need assistance with your retirement plan? Give Philip a call today, 863-285-3815. You might be celebrating the balance you've accumulated over the years in your retirement accounts, but not so fast. Don't forget about your silent partner, Uncle Sam. After his cut, your net worth might not be as high as you thought it was. Today on the Statler Financial Radio Show, we'll talk about what you need to understand about your retirement accounts and how you can be proactive so taxes won't leave you with a fraction of the money you were counting on for your retirement. 863-285-3815 is how you can schedule a strategy session today with Philip Statler. And I am Jen Rezac alongside Philip. Happy to sit down with you once again. I hope all is well with you this week, Philip. Hey, doing well, Jen. It is, you know, last weekend was the uh, 12 Hours of Sebring. I didn't go, but I heard it was a very exciting race, which is kind of unusual, actually. But the three cars that finished first, second, and third were like within a second or two of each other. Really? Wow. After 12 hours of racing, which is incredible. I mean, that's just an incredible finish for us here at Sebring. (laughs) Yeah, that is awesome. What a time. And yeah, crazy with how close that they ended up being, really. Well, Philip, today we're going to talk a little bit to start about uh, taxes. Obviously, it's a good thing when you can accumulate more money in your retirement accounts, but you don't want to forget that more money for you means more money for the government as well. USA Today says taxes can eat up 20% or more of your retirement income. And when you think about taxes taking that much, how do we maintain our current standard of living if that much of our savings could potentially go to taxes? Well, I I think, Jen, folks need to understand first is is that taxes are important and they are impactful when it comes to our retirement accounts. It affects so many things that people just don't even realize until it's too late. One is it taxes how much of your Social Security you have to pay tax on. It determines how much your Medicare premiums are if you're 65 and getting Medicare. Mm-hmm. So so there's a lot of things that that taxes and and income can impact. And so, you know, you take out X number of dollars out of your, your 401k because you go buy a new house or a new second home, and all of a sudden you're in this huge tax bracket that you weren't anticipating. So remember that you do have a partner. You don't own a hundred percent of your IRA or your 401k. You know, Uncle Sam's right there. And the problem is, is his ownership fluctuates, right? Depending upon what the tax rates are and how much you pull out. And so that's one of the things that we need to be really and truly vigilant on is making sure that we make the right choices when it comes to taxes. And and I had this discussion last week with a client that, you know, we want to make sure that we've got three buckets of money, your your Mm -hmm. IRA money, your retirement money. Your, your Roth money, the money that you don't have to pay tax on when you take money out, and then a non-qualified bucket that you're paying some tax on as you go. But it, you know, when you take money out, it's not going to be affected by, by taxes. So that way you have choices when it comes time to take money out, Jim. And we do need to talk about when we, when we talk about what's going on with taxes, again, the, the point is so many people don't realize 
they are actually lower now than they've been in several decades. But as you're saying, very likely that will be changing. We'll see higher taxes in the near future. Talk a little bit about what that means for people who are trying to save for retirement. You know, when I was preparing for this show, I I thought, you know what? People need to understand what it was like when IRAs first came around. And that was 1974. And so think about this. Tax brackets in 1974 were somewhere between 15, 15% was the lowest, 70% was the highest. Wow. And you started paying tax on your income at $1,000 of taxable Mm -hmm. income. You paid 15%. Now, that was 1974. What does that mean to us today? That means that if you earned had taxable income of $5,640, you would be in that 15% tax bracket, not in the 10% tax bracket like we have today. Hmm. So just that little differentiation there really and truly could be huge down the road. So you take that and you go out 30 or 40 years from now, even 20 years from now. What is that going to mean for you? And and I I did that because, you know, in 1974, people who used an IRA probably did the right thing because Mm -hmm. tax rates were so much higher then. Today, our lowest tax rate is 10%. Our highest tax rate is, I think, 35 or 38%. Wow. Mm -hmm. So you can see there's a big disparity between now and back then. And so today... It might not be the smartest thing to use tax deferral. It may be smarter to pay some tax today and use a Roth IRA or the Roth provision of your 401k so that you have some tax-free money down the road when you actually get ready to retire. Hmm. And so, and then on top of that, we just need to make sure that when we put together income plans, that we are being as tax efficient as possible Again, that's why I think it's important that we have those different buckets of money to be able to draw from to keep people's tax rates down. Folks, if you don't know when you get ready to retire, what your income is going to look like, what the possibilities are, that you don't even have a plan in place, that's truly what we do here at Styler Financial is put together retirement income plans. Not just, hey, we're going to take from here, there, the other place. No, a true plan that says, this is where we're going to take money for this period of time. Then this is where we're going to take money. So it's literally a written out income plan. If you don't have one, give me a call at 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. USA Today says taxes alone can eat up 20% or more of your retirement income if you don't implement defensive strategies to reduce your taxes. You know, that's right. And imagine how fast your life savings could shrink if you don't have a strategy in place to help protect against these risks. There's too many people who don't fully understand just how much of their hard-earned savings could go to taxes. That's why for listeners for today's show, I want to help you understand the potential impact taxes can have on your retirement savings, to learn about ways to reduce or possibly even eliminate taxes in retirement, and then thirdly, create an income strategy so that your retirement income lasts as long as you need it to last. This is for listeners of our show today. So if you've saved at least $150,000 for retirement, call us at 863 285 3815. That's 863 
285-3815. And we can help you go over your retirement accounts and uncover what your tax liabilities are going to be in the future. And we'll talk about some of the strategies that can help you reduce your taxes down the road. It could mean tens of thousands of dollars back in your pocket to spend on the things you want in retirement. There's no cost, there's no obligation, but you do have to be a listener today and call our show, 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. Talking today with Philip Statler. He is president and CEO of Statler Financial Services. One more time, that number, 863-285-3815. The Statler Financial Radio Show continues in just a moment. Stay with us. If you owe $26.5 trillion and you didn't have the money to pay it off, what would you need to do? Well, you'd need to make a lot more money, right? Well, now America's debt is more than $26.5 trillion, and right now taxes are at historically low levels. It doesn't take a genius to realize taxes will probably go up. Now think about your retirement accounts. Do you want to pay taxes on some of that money now when rates are low or later when rates are much higher? Whether you should pay taxes now or in retirement depends on a lot of things. Philip Statler and the team at Statler Financial Services know what to look for. Plan now. Philip can help you create a plan so your retirement is as tax efficient as possible. Call 863-285-3815 to set up a visit with Philip Statler and Statler Financial Services. When taxes go up, will you be ready? 863-285-3815. Advisory services offered through Statler Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisory firm in the state of Florida. Statler Financial Services may not give tax advice. Thanks for joining us today on the Statler Financial Radio Show. I am Jen Rezac, happy to be here today with Philip Statler. He's president and CEO of Statler Financial Services. And Philip, I don't know if you follow this blog or not, but Financial Samurai is a blogger out there, a financial blogger. He raised some eyebrows when he laid out some stark numbers about retirement. And here's what he wrote, Philip, and I want to get your take on this. He wrote that in order to retire, you need to multiply your desired annual expenses by 200. So if you do the math, the way he laid this out, planning for $40,000 per year means you need to accumulate $8 million for retirement. Yes. Eight million? It sounds really crazy. Do we really need to aim that high? What do you think of this blog? I'm thinking, I'm not sure. I mean, I don't know this guy. Um, is he, was he smoking something? I mean, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know. Cause I'm thinking, you know, 8 million. First, you know, I'm, I'm thinking that he's not taking everything into consideration that he needs to be taken into account. Even if he wanted to use that, you know, kind of his number there. But that's just absurd that, that somebody would need $8 million to sustain a $40,000 a year uh, lifestyle, a- unless he thinks that, you know, we're going to leave everything to the kids and, and wants more there than when, when they, when they started, but that, that's just a, an absurd number. It does seem really crazy. And it, it just seems like maybe you're trying to give yourself a lot of wiggle room for 
really bad investment decisions or really crazy spending. I don't know, but the logic. Really bad, really, yeah, really bad. Right? The logic behind this blog post is what he's calling the 0.5% rule. So, so saving enough so you only take a half a percent out each year. My gosh, should we really only be able to count on taking a half of a percent from our retirement accounts every year? You know, that's just that's just crazy. Let, let's just look at this for a minute, um, Jen. You know, we need $40,000 a year we're going to spend. So we don't have to generate $40,000 a year out of our portfolio, number one, because we have other sources of income, right? I mean, we have Social Security, unless he's just throwing that out the window. Um, but, but we got Social Security uh, and maybe we have a pension. So... So maybe out of that forty thousand, maybe we only need twenty, or maybe we only need ten. So, so I think that we have to look at a lot of different things. But, but his um, perspective to me is way off base, um, way off base. <laughs> and and there's no need for that amount of money. I mean, it'd be don't get me wrong, it'd be nice, right? But. There's no need for somebody that that needs $40,000 a year of spendable money to have to have $8 million put away for retirement. Mm-hmm. That's just a a ridiculous number. And, and uh, you know, I, I didn't read the blog, but I'm thinking, okay, is he trying to get a reaction from people? Is he, <laughs> what's he trying to do? Yeah, what's what's his side gig here? Because there's something there that, that's not reading out in those numbers. Because, that, like I said, that would just be – uh, totally ridiculous to expect that because you, if you take into consideration Social Security, you know now that's going to cut that number down significantly from what you need. Right. E- even if, even if Jen, he was using that half percent rule, right? He, he's not using the right starting number. So if we took the forty thousand minus Social Security, um, and it's a, you don't get a pension, so you got his and her Social Security. So now we got to be down to twenty. Twenty fifteen thousand dollars that we need a, a year. So, so you apply the half percent to that, and we're we've already cut that number in half, right? Right, right. Well, and, and I wonder. First of all, I think this guy is pretty young and was planning on having one of those really early retirements. You know, thirty years old, forty years old, but still, that's a really ambitious savings goal for someone to be able to save that much by that age. So, so that's kind of crazy. But also, I think it it goes into what we talk about a lot on this show, and that is we get so caught up in the dollar amount and what's my net worth and what's in my accounts and what am I saving that we forget we don't need to have this massive account that we treat like a giant ATM. We we have some different strategies and, and we, we go ahead and we implement different strategies and use different tools to make the money last, not just save and save and save and save and save and then just take money out whenever we want. That's That's really not what we're going for. No, absolutely not. And, and, you know, you and I have talked up many a time on the show that that we don't look at what that what what is the ultimate goal of collecting before we head into retirement, you know, because we talk a lot about, well, people think you need a million dollars here. This guy thinks you need eight million. Um, so so when I look at that, I'm thinking, OK, that's just um, th- he's he's using the wrong starting point. Right. We, we do need to look at what we're going to spend. I mean, you and I have talked about that a lot on the show and and making sure we have an income plan in place that's going to address the amount of money we need. But we have to take into consideration all our sources of income. And that may that's probably going to be Social Security. 
It's going to be maybe, maybe if you're lucky, a pension, maybe you got rental income. So there's other factors that have to come into play as you build it. And that's why I just believe that there's not a percentage rule. I mean, we've heard the 4% rule and we, and we can poke holes in that all day long too. Um, but I think that we need to look at what do we need to live? That's why I believe people need to have a income plan in place and virtually no one has that when they head into retirement. And so, and we need to have a written income plan, not just in my mind. I know here's how it's going to work. We need to have a plan in place so that we know where your money's going to come from every single month in retirement. And we need to build that plan before you retire. Now, if you have retired already, that's fine. We can still do it. But ideally, we we'll want to do that before you retire so that you know where your income's coming from. Now, look, if you don't have an income plan, if you don't have a written income plan, I'm not talking about a financial plan. I'm not talking about a retirement plan. I'm talking about specifically a written retirement income plan. Give me a call and let's walk through that process of building one for you. 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. Get started on your retirement income plan. Talking today with Philip Statler. He is president and CEO of Statler Financial Services. And, you know, Philip, interest rates are really a double-edged sword in the world of finances. We'll get away from the samurai sword for a financial samurai, but (laughs) interest rates are a double-edged sword. They're helpful for borrowers, for people who are, you know, younger and borrowing money. But MarketWatch says low interest rates mean it will take more money to purchase the same standard of living in retirement. So it, it's rough on retirees. How do you plan around low interest rates in retirement? Yeah, you know, that made me think, Jen. When I was trying to get my first home, uh-huh. my first mortgage, the interest rate was going to be 14.9%. No. Was this in the, in the 80s? Is this when yeah, this of was? course, oh of course. You know. So can take that today and you could go get a 30-year fixed mortgage right now for what? Three, three and a quarter percent? Crazy. But so how does that relate to retirement? It's a big deal, right? Because we don't have the 1980s interest rates anymore. And most likely we will never see those rates again. And so we are stuck in this low interest rate environment and, and we need to find answers. How do we keep up with inflation? How do we get a better rate of return? And What's it going to take to do that? And and I think that there are some things there that we can do, and they're not always the conventional thinking, right? So we have to think outside the box sometimes. And that's why, Jen, I think it's important that people put together that retirement income plan that I talk about so much, because it helps us realize what we have to do to create the income we're going to need, given where interest rates are today. And, and I think that's important that, that people take a look at that, again, because interest rates are so low and we expect inflation to eventually start to pick up. 
And there is no no end in sight to low interest rates for the time being, but inflation could still be an issue down the road. And, and that's what causes people to struggle here because you don't get a lot of growth with interest rates in your savings. But, but then there's this concern about risk. What are some potential options where baby boomers can put their money to get some growth, but without putting it all at risk in the markets? Because that's, that's what I think this is why so many people put so much at risk they're just looking for growth absolutely you're you're so right and and i've sat down recently with a lot of folks that that that's been an issue right they they they're they're fearful of the market but they're looking at, at what they're making on savings at the bank and they're and they're scratching their heads that there's got to be something better and, and there is for a lot of people there's some other options out there that they can take a look at now, I know it's been a little while since we've done a show on annuities, but but annuities are one way, and they were di- designed specifically to help people create income. But there's a type of, of annuity called an indexed annuity that can give you, kind of, I call it the best of both worlds, right? We can get some, some market rate returns, for, but yet still have our principal protected. And so now are we going to get all of what the market does? No, we're not. You know, maybe we get 50%, maybe we get 40% of what the S&P 500 does. Um, but the flip side of that is we won't lose anything, right? There's no downside risk. And people will look at me and say, well, what about bonds or dividend-paying stocks? All of those things can lose value. Where the index annuity, the principal, as long as you do what the contract says, the principal's is, is guaranteed by the insurance company and you're not going to lose any value there. Now, now there's, that's kind of the pros, right? There's always cons in any type of investment we do, whether it's the stock market, the bond market, the commodities or annuities, there's always pros and cons. So what are those? Well, you know, there's immediate liquidity, right? In the annuity. So just like the bank CD, you put in a five-year CD, maybe you're putting in a seven-year annuity. So we've got seven years of time constraints but if we're getting compensated for that time, that's a good thing. So if we take it out early, we might get dinged for some surrender charges that we didn't anticipate. So, so you need to make sure that you look at the pros and cons of every type of thing that you put your money in, whether it's annuities, the stock market. Nobody wants to talk about the cost of what the stock market could be. But if the market went down like it did in, in March, went down 30-something percent, and you needed your money, that's a heck of a penalty to have to pay, you know, losing 30% of your money. So just remember that everything's got the pluses and everything's got minuses across the board. That's kind of what I think in terms of looking for income possibilities and and getting some better returns than what we see in banks right now. And, And so look, if you don't know what's available out there and you're just guessing, then you need to give me a call and let me help walk you through the process of determining income planning, risk analysis. All those things are vitally important. Give me a call at 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815, especially if you don't know how much risk you have or you're pretty risk averse and you want to find an alternative to risk of the stock market. Give me a call, 863 283815 
A lot of people plan to keep a job even in retirement. Put it another way, in retirement, we don't need your rocking chair. We'll be back after this on the Statler Financial Radio Show. If you have a retirement plan and would like a second opinion, call Statler Financial Services today, 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. Weddings, sports, vacations, just about everything this year has been pushed back, shortened, or canceled. Now think about your retirement. You can't cancel it. You probably don't want to shorten it, but do you need to push it back? Philip Statler and the team at Statler Financial Services can help make sure your retirement dreams are still on track. Philip and his team have been helping families just like yours retire no matter what the situation is for more than 20 years. They can help design a plan so that whenever you are ready to retire, your retirement is there waiting for you. Take control of your retirement today. Call Philip Statler and the Statler Financial Services team. Do it now, 863-285-3815. Don't cancel, shorten, or push back your retirement dreams. Plan now so you can do all the things you've always wanted to do when you want to do them. 863-285-3815. Advisory services offered through Statler Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisory firm in the state of Florida. I don't need your rocking chair. Your chair is all on your Medicare. Statler Financial Radio Show. That was George Jones with a pretty accurate description of how many of us view retirement today. Talking today with Philip Statler, and I'm Jen Rizak alongside Philip. A new survey says 59% of baby boomers who are still working expect to keep working in retirement. They want to stay active, engaged, employed, even after they retire from their career. They don't need that rocking chair. So, so Philip, <laughs> for your clients who plan to keep working, talk a little bit about what you hear. What What's their reason behind staying employed in retirement? So so a couple of things that come to mind here and, and just talking from some family experience. I had an uncle and you know, he worked until I think he was 70, 71. Um, and, and for him, I think it was, yeah, he felt if he stopped working, he'd die, you know? And so, and, and I think that that is a common theme that I hear from people is that they're in the back of their psyche. They believe if they quit working because people they know, as soon as they retired, you know, within a year or two, they died. Yeah. And so yeah. that's what sticks with them. That's not necessarily true, right? We can we can say there's a lot of people that retire and still living. And so um, it's all on what you focus on. But But there are people that just, they need something to do. And I get that part, Jim, because in in conversations I have with folks, you kind of get that deer in the headlight look sometimes when you say, okay, so when you retire, you know, what are you going to do to keep yourself busy? And they can, they can rock off a few things, but then it's like, well, then, then I'm not sure what I'm going to do once I get those projects done. And so those type of people, they need to stay busy. And so sometimes the easiest thing to do is to get a part-time job or stay what you're doing now because they love what they're doing. They just don't want to do it as much. And so they make arrangements with their current employer to say, Hey, look, you know, I, I want to work about half of what I'm working now. 
and take more time off, but, but I want to be engaged and, and I like what I'm doing and I, and I still want to do this. And so a lot of times because of the experience and the value that that employee brings to the table, then work with them on, mm-hmm. on a plan to keep them working uh, even, even in retirement. And for those who do plan to keep working, and again, that's a majority at 59%, and it does make sense when you look at how important it is for people to have a sense of purpose and to feel valued, and and that does happen when we work, but how does that impact things like Social Security or Medicare benefits? So, Jen, we can look at that from both sides, right, from the pros and the cons, because it can be both as we look at it. So, Social Security, it's going to depend on when they retire. Did they wait until full retirement age to actually retire, which I would hope in the scenario they, they would have. Um, so if they, if they didn't, though, if they retired at 62 and just kept working, well, then we got some issues, right? We got Social Security because there's some wage limits before they start taking away some of your Social Security. Or the other part of that is, is that they start having to pay more uh, for their Medicare benefits because they're making too much money. And so, you know, here I can tell you that I've had clients that um, all of a sudden had a windfall of income coming in and and all of a sudden they get a bill for higher Medicare Part B premium amounts. And that was a rude awakening for them. Hmm. If you get over certain income limits – the amount you have to start paying for your Medicare Part B premium goes up and it's no small jump and it catches people off guard because they don't realize what's going to happen. Definitely something that we want to keep an eye on and talk about what goes on with our taxes. Because if you're still working, you're still going to have some income taxes to pay just like during your career. But taxes overall, will that likely to be less in retirement? Again, it comes down to what you're making, right? So I, I would think in general, the taxes would be less. But let's don't forget that if we are working and we are taking our Social Security, people always think Social Security is tax-free, and that's just not the case, right? There's a formula, and it's, it's a funky formula that gets applied to your income to determine how much of your Social Security will be taxable. It could be that, especially if you have a pension or you're taking money out of your IRA or your 401k to supplement your your part-time job and your Social Security, well, you know, your taxes may not go down as much as you think they will. So you need to be aware of that and be ready for that. Um, That really is, I believe, one of the reasons that, that folks need to understand where they're taking income from, how that's going to affect their taxes. And that's all part of income planning and putting together that retirement income plan that everybody should have. Let us help you do that. Let's get started on that. If you're five years out from retirement, it is an ideal time to start putting together your retirement income plan written down so you can focus on it. Give me a call and let's help walk you through that. 863-285-3815. That's right. 863-285-3815. Let's get started on your financial income plan today. 863-285-3815. 
Talking today with Philip Statler. He is president and CEO of Statler Financial Services. I'm Jen Rizak alongside. This article I found on Yahoo Finance says one of the three biz- biggest expenses to save for in retirement is taxes. So it turns out it's really something that's going to impact a lot of us. Philip, is this something we need to save for? Do we just set aside some savings to deal with taxes, or are there other strategies to think about? I think it's both. I think we have to be cognizant of what taxes mean when we get ready to file our returns. We, I think we need to b- understand that you know, taxes are, are relatively low right now compared to what they have been in the past. And so uh, it may be time to take advantage of where we are in the tax scenario. And so it, it's one of those cases where it may be beneficial to pay a little more now so we don't have to pay a lot more down the road. And that's, Jen, a really hard concept for people to grasp. Yeah, I know I was meeting with a client and they realized that we are in a very low tax situation right now. And so he wanted to run the analysis to determine if it made sense to do a Roth conversion. And so we're talking about that and we're going to run some numbers to see what that looks like for him. And, and I explained to him, you know, when you do a Roth conversion, everybody thinks it's going to be all grand, but you still have to pay more taxes today to make that work so you don't have to pay more later. And and people have a hard time with that. And so we want to make sure it's on paper and they can actually see what that number looks like. But but that's what it is. The Roth conversion is one way I think we can pay tax today and reduce our tax liability down the road. Um but it, like I said, it is going to cause you to pay some taxes today more than what you normally have to pay. And it's better if you can take that money out of existing savings, not out of your IRA to have to pay those taxes. The other thing, again, you have to be really aware of when we do Roth conversions is that it can affect the taxability of your Social Security. It can uh, impact like I was talking about earlier, it can impact how much your Medicare premiums are. If you're collecting Medicare, Um, it it can, it can be a very rude awakening a year or two down the road when you get that bill saying, Oh, because your income back in 2020 was such and such. Now you have to pay, you know, a hundred dollars more towards your Medicare premium for a year. So, you know, everybody should look and really talk to their tax uh, advisor to make sure that what they're doing fits within what they're comfortable with and they're not really m- making a mistake for themselves. They're staying in the right tax brackets. That's the big thing I look at. Philip Forbes says there are several tax mistakes that could end up harming your retirement. So aside from assuming your taxes are going to be lower in retirement, one of the mistakes they list is not contributing to a Roth or a 401k. How do we know if we should consider a Roth IRA or something like that? I mean, one thing I think people need to look at is sometimes your 401k will offer a Roth provision, meaning you can elect to put your your contribution into a, into a Roth part of the 401k. And so how do you make that decision? It, to me, what, what I look at is what tax bracket are you in? I mean, if you're in a, right now today, in a 22 or 24% tax bracket, not the lowest, but definitely not the highest, I'm willing to eat those tax dollars right now and put it to a Roth. You know, I think that 
if you're a 25% or lower tax bracket, you definitely need to be using the Roth part, the Roth 401k provisions, the Roth IRA, you know, to me, everything Roth pay the tax now because down the road, I believe taxes will be significantly higher. Now, if you're in a higher than 25% tax bracket, you know, you kind of have to weigh that out for yourself. What, what are you, what can you stomach where you think you're at? You know, in Florida, we're pretty fortunate. We don't have state income tax, but in other States, that state income tax can be a huge deal too. And so you have to weigh that out in terms of, of what makes sense for you. Another potential tax mistake is taking withdrawals from your accounts in the wrong order. Get, getting the order right is really important here. How do you help people create a strategy for taking withdrawals in the right order from their retirement accounts? Well, I think that uh, plays into the income plan that, that we have put together for folks and you're right. So often I see people um, not taking money from the right accounts and wasting some tax brackets. Um, and so we'll focus on that, right? Especially if they're clients of ours and they say, hey, Philip, we need some money. And, and we go in and look at their tax return and run some numbers and say, okay, I think we need to take this amount out of your IRA and we need to take this amount out of your non-qualified account. And the problem is, is people don't think about it. They'll call their, their, their broker or their advisor and say, hey, I need 15 grand. And nobody says, well, which account do you want to take it from? Because typically the client doesn't, doesn't know or doesn't realize mm-hmm. the best place to take it from. And so that's something we do. We, we'll run the numbers. Okay, look, I think you need to take money from here instead of from over here. A matter of fact, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I had a client call in and say, hey, Philip, you know, I need $20,000. I said, okay, so let me look at where you're at and, and where things are, and I'll come back and let you know where we need to take it from. And, and I called her back and said, look, you know, we need to take 10000 from your IRA and $10,000 from your Roth IRA to, for tax purposes and for cash flow purposes. That's what's going to work best for you. And so a lot of folks don't get that. And, and, I, and I understand, you know, because in the advisor world, nobody wants to give tax advice. You know, it's one of the benefits here at Statler Financial is we have a side company that is actually a tax return company. We do taxes. So so we have an ancillary uh, company that takes care of that for us. So so we are there gauging that all the time and, and are cognizant of, of how that plays out. So, hey, look, if you're not sure how much risk you have in your portfolio, especially now, give me a call. Let's run through our financial x-ray. We've not talked about that much this show. Let's talk about our financial x-ray. Let's get you plugged in, find out how much risk you have in your portfolio, and let's make sure that it's not too much. Give me a call to schedule your no-obligation financial x-ray, 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. Give us a call right now to get started on the retirement plan you always dreamed of. Talking today with Philip Statler. He is with Statler Financial Services. I'm Jen Rizak alongside. Is there really a way to have a tax-free retirement or is that just a gimmick? We'll answer that question plus more coming up next. Call Philip Statler today to get started on your complimentary financial x-ray report. 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. 
If you owe $26.5 trillion and you didn't have the money to pay it off, what would you need to do? Well, you'd need to make a lot more money, right? Well, now America's debt is more than $26.5 trillion, and right now taxes are at historically low levels. It doesn't take a genius to realize taxes will probably go up. Now think about your retirement accounts. Do you want to pay taxes on some of that money now when rates are low or later when rates are much higher? Whether you should pay taxes now or in retirement depends on a lot of things. Philip Statler and the team at Statler Financial Services know what to look for. Plan now. Philip can help you create a plan so your retirement is as tax efficient as possible. Call 863-285-3815 to set up a visit with Philip Statler and Statler Financial Services. When taxes go up, will you be ready? 863-285-3815. Advisory services offered through Statler Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisory firm in the state of Florida. Statler Financial Services may not give tax advice. Thanks for joining us today on the Statler Financial Radio Show. I am Jen Rizak, happy to be here today with Philip Statler. He's president and CEO of Statler Financial Services. Statlerfinancial.com is the website if you'd like to learn a little bit more. And Philip, you get questions from people all the time. We wanted to find out some of those commonly asked retirement questions. We figure if these people have questions, a lot of our listeners do too. So we've got a collection of different voices. Voices asking some questions here that are, um, I think, pretty standard retirement-related questions. So let's start with our first question here. Um, this one comes from Jerry, and I'll just let him ask what he wants to know. So I'm thinking about buying an annuity with some of my retirement savings, but I'm really nervous about losing control of my money. If I'm nervous about it, does it still make sense? Well, that's a good question, Jerry. And and here's the thing. There's a lot of things that we're nervous about and we're uncomfortable with. And sometimes that means that's the direction we should go, right? Because that may be the best for you. So I don't think you should do more than what you're comfortable with, but I think you need to get educated. A lot of times that uneasiness or that uncomfortableness is because of the unknown. We don't understand them enough to be willing to use them as an investment. I believe education is the biggest thing that's missing when it comes to uh, investing in general, financial planning, all that stuff is, is people lack education. Uh, that's why I tell you, you come to my office, I've got a big whiteboard and, and, and I love to live on that whiteboard, drawing pictures and, and showing people how things work, uh, because that's the key is, is having those type of things in place. Uh, so m- my job is to make it so it's not uneasy, right? That you're not uncomfortable with that annuity decision. And, Honestly, that's what I see most of the time is once people understand how they work, they're like, why didn't we do this before? Why didn't my financial advisor tell me about these? You know, why haven't I used one? Well, it's because your financial advisor doesn't have all the tools in their toolbox that they need to help take care of you. And that's why having an independent fiduciary type advisor is what most people need, especially in retirement, Jerry. 
All right. Great question, Jerry. Appreciate that. Let's go to our next one. Uh, This is Marty, and here's what he would like to know. Is there a good rule of thumb for how much of my IRA should be in safe investments when I turn 60, or is it more just a matter of personal preference? So I'm going to say, Marty, it's kind of a combination of both. I'm a big believer in the rule of 100, and the rule of 100 says that we're going to take 100 minus your age, in this case 60, And that 40% would be what you would want at risk. 60% would be what you would want safe and protected. Now, is that a a, a one-shot-fits-all type of thing? It's not. You know, so I tell people that, you know, we should be, you know, plus or minus 10%. So that means in your case, at age 60, maybe, you know, maybe 60-40 is too much safe for you. So maybe 50-50 you'd be more comfortable with. Or maybe you're really risk adverse. You don't want any risk. So then I say, okay, then 30, 70, 70% safe, 30% at risk. Because my belief is, is almost everybody needs a little bit of risk in their portfolio to help keep up with inflation. So, hey, Marty, I hope that's helpful for you. Talking today with Philip Statler. He is president and CEO of Statler Financial Services. And and I do think it's important when people like Marty have that question about what should be in safer financial instruments. Is it a matter of personal preference? I think it's also important to talk about where they're getting their advice on this because what might work for their brother-in-law or their neighbor or whomever they've been talking to it might not make sense for them. It, it's it's what's going on with their personal risk tolerance. It's also what's going on with the rest of their money. Talk a little bit about who we should be getting that type of advice from rather than just you know chatting with, with people we know who are getting close to retirement. Well, I'll give you a couple of things that, that I'm glad you said that. Cause that just reminds me, you know, the one place you don't want to get your advice is on the golf course. Hmm. Right. Right. And so, because, and, and, and I, I know, I mean, I've talked to clients and I, I know this happens all the time is if your buddy on the golf course, if he's really doing well in his portfolio, man, he's going to let you know about it. He, he's going to be bragging, but think about this. If he's not doing well, if he's losing his tail, you know, he's not going to say a word. So you need to take that in consideration. You know, where are you getting your information? And then two, your, your level of risk or what you're comfortable with is going to be different than your brother, your brother-in-law, you know, your best friend. And so that's why I believe you need to have uh, have a number. What is your risk number? And that's what we do. We've got a system in place where we know what your risk number is, and then we can build a portfolio around that risk number so that it lines up with that risk number. Uh, too often, uh, people think that um, they can invest just like their brother, and their brother has a lot more risk tolerance than they do, and and they get nervous a lot quicker. And so investing is really and truly specific to you, your comfort level, your risk tolerance, your nature, how you view risk. There's a lot of things that go into it. So you can't compare your portfolio to somebody else's portfolio because they're never going to line up. They're never going to line up because, and and they shouldn't, because your risk is not going to be the same as somebody else's risk tolerance. 
Appreciate all those questions. Let me tell you real quickly, if you'd like to get on the phone with Philip Statler and the team at Statler Financial Services to talk through some of this, 863-285-3815 is the number to call. That's 863-285-3815 to take a deep dive into what's going on with your money and some of the strategies that would make the most sense for you to make sure your income's going to last. That's 863-285-3815. 3815. Talking today with Philip Statler, going over some of the commonly asked retirement questions that are out there. We figure if these folks have these questions, you probably do too. So everyone benefits from hearing what what some of these commonly asked retirement questions are. Next one comes from Kim. This is the big one, Philip. This is one I think a lot of people have questions about because Kim's question is about taxes. Here we go. I have a question about taxes. Is there really a way to have a tax-free retirement or is that just a gimmick? Well, that's that's a good question. There are ways down the road to have a tax-free retirement. Um, there's a couple different ways to look at that, right? So, but here's, let's start off with Roths, right? So Roth... Roth conversions, having a Roth IRA is creates tax-free income once you have the Roth. I don't want people to forget that there's a cost to that tax-free retirement. And, and that, that cost is the tax you have to pay now for the tax-free retirement later. So in a Roth IRA, if you're doing a Roth conversion, converting your regular IRA to a Roth, I have to pay some tax. So there is some tax we have to pay today to get a tax-free retirement down the road. So the Roth's not the only way to get a tax-free retirement. There are different types of insurance products out there that, um, and this is going kind of out there a little bit. You definitely need to sit down with a qualified professional to, to walk through these scenarios and, and then get the, the advice of your CPA or your tax person to make sure that you're, you're doing what's good for you. But there are availability of, of some different types of using insurance as an investment um, to create some tax-free income down the road. Now, it's not for everybody and it doesn't work for everybody, but but there is a way to, to to at least develop some tax-free income. And then there's always, right, tax-free bonds. But tax-free bonds have some risks too in terms of risk of loss. And so, um, and, and just keeping up with inflation and some of those things. So, so there are some things you can do to create some tax-free retirement vehicles out there. Uh, you just have to use what's best for you is probably not going to be best for your next door neighbor. And just keep that in mind as you start looking for the answer to that question. All right. Appreciate the question, Kim. Let's do one more. I've got a question here from Dennis, and his it has more to do with income. So let's take a listen to Dennis's question. What's your opinion of making money off rental properties in retirement? I see a lot of houses I can buy for eighty to 100000 turn them around as rentals. I can work on them and help and fix them up pretty good. I mean, I'm 68, my wife is too, but she doesn't like the idea. What do you think? Man, Dennis, that is a loaded question. <laughs> so I'm going to try to address it as much as I can within the time we have left, okay? So my view on rental property is if you're the guy that can fix it up and take care of it, then maybe it works. 
I know that it right now it's hard to find a piece of property at the values you mentioned, 80 to a hundred thousand. I think now with what I'm seeing in the real estate market here, you're more like 150 to 200. Sure. Um, so that makes it a little bit more difficult to create the income you may want or may think that you can get out of it. Um, but here's the other thing I want you to think about. It's an illiquid asset, meaning, you know, if the market real estate market tanks, you may have a hard time selling it or you may take a loss. Two, and I want you to think about this very carefully, Dennis. If something happens to you, your wife's going to have to take over managing that rental property. And if she's not a big fan, then then I got to tell you, it probably is not going to be a good idea for you to take on rental property. Um, especially if there's things you want to do in retirement, like travel, enjoy the grandkids, because I know, because I've done it before. I've owned rental property before. I don't anymore, and there's a good reason I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So because you have to deal with the tenants, you got to deal with the maintenance, overflowing toilets, all that kind of stuff comes with the job. And it may look good on paper, but there's always an unexpected expense that you weren't counting on. Um, and so I would just caution you to really and truly make sure you're committed to that uh, before you do it, because, because it, it is a, it can be a job instead of retirement income. So with that, Hey folks, I want to thank you for joining us for the show. Hey, if you have questions when it comes to retirement income plan, the risk you have in your portfolio, these topics are important when you're looking at your Uh, retirement. And it's better to do it now than later to get those questions answered. So to start that process, start with our financial x-ray. Hey, give me a call. 863-285-3815 to get on my schedule. That's 863-285-3815. Or you can go to my website, statlerfinancial.com. There's a link right there that you can click and see my calendar and get on my schedule just as easy as a click away. Either way, I'd love to sit down with you and go through our financial x-ray. Again, give me a call, 863-285-3815. Until next time, have a great week. Information provided during the Statler Financial Radio Show is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Annuity guarantees are based solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Individuals should thoroughly review the contract for specific details of the product features and costs. Income payments and withdrawals from deferred annuities are generally taxable as ordinary income in the year they are taken. All investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. No strategy is guaranteed to be successful. This radio show is a paid placement.